calling all killers. This is the Kings of Kill podcast. I'm Zach. And I'm Steven. Together we are the Kings of Kill, bringing to you the show dedicated to the love of all things horror. And this week, we're saying thanks to mothers around the world with a very special Mother's Day edition of the Kings of Kill podcast. Steven, will you please tell our killer fans what we're talking about today? We're talking about Mother's Day, 1980. 1980s Mother's Day. There was a reimagining uh, in the early 2000s, and there's also like a romantic comedy that came out a couple years ago. That's that's not what this is. Um, not at all. No, this one's a doozy, folks. <laughs> but uh, from the bottom of, uh, of Stephen, in my heart, thank you to all the mothers around the world this upcoming Sunday. Hope you have a great Mother's Day. Um, if you like the show, please share it with everyone you know. And if you want to request an episode just like this one, that's easy. Head on over to kingsofkill.com. There you'll find links to all of our social media, our online store, a curated library of all of our episodes, plus the very movies we're talking about on the show. All available, so much more, at kingsofkill.com. Now, let's share some scares. Let's count some kills. Steven, what have we gotten ourselves into? <laughs> well, this wasn't exactly what I uh, expected. But. No, uh, so we missed a couple of holidays. We've hit, we've hit the big ones. We've hit Christmas. We did something for New Year's, I think. Uh, but uh, there's been a couple of holidays we just missed. Like, for example, uh, St. Patty's Day. We had a perfect opportunity to have a great series with mm -hmm. Leprechaun, and we totally missed it. But you noticed that Mother's Day is coming up. We, we had to jump on. And it's tricky for us because our shows are coming out before holidays. I think that's why we miss them. I, I think, you know, like I, we record yeah. a show, we launch it, and then like a few days later, it's a holiday. Damn it. So we uh, we heard about this movie, right? Um, I heard the great uh, Joe Bob Briggs was covering this movie on his amazing show, A, a Legend in Horror. Um, so we had to cover it. Well, I did not think it was going to be this kind of movie. Yeah, it, it's it's just almost like deliverance. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's heavy. So once I saw that trauma tag pop up, I was like, "Oh no, this is going to be no hold." Oh, dude, I took my belt off. I was like, "I'm ready. <laughs> I'm I'm ready for weird." Why? Let's, let's what is going. it with you and pants when you're watching a movie? <laughs> I just I don't know. <laughs> Can't, can't be done. If I'm by myself, I'm just like, screw it, pants off. But then I saw trauma. I was like, okay, <laughs> all right, let's I get. I can't weird. imagine what it must be like just bringing a date over ever to watch a movie. I'm um, hold on, <laughs> don't make this weird. Well, I don't do it that it's time. Movie, <laughs> it's movie time. <laughs> I tell them, hey, <laughs> put your pants on. No, um. <laughs> This is the brother of the famous trauma. I mean, I guess it's the trauma brothers. So yeah, so uh, it's directed by Charles Kaufman, who is brother to uh, the the infamous Lloyd Kaufman. For those of you that don't know, uh, trauma is probably most famous for Toxic Avenger, but they have done countless. The trauma team has done countless, countless, countless 
indie films that do not give a shit. They're not afraid to break rules. They are stubbornly independent and very anti-Hollywood. And because of that, they do some really cool, really brave, really crazy things. They also do some uh, disgusting, terrible debauchery. Uh, Let's get the R word out of the way. Out of the way. They do rape. Damn it. <laughs> There's rape in the movie. Sorry if that offends anybody. We're not oh, those I... people to offend anybody. But let's hey, just I get just, it out of the way. I just I'll fucking say it. just lost all sponsors for the episode. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Look at that. <laughs> what are we going to inch around it the entire time? No, let's slam it down. Because uh, that's the way I am. Yikes. All right. But sorry if that offended anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sorry. This is our Mother's Day special. <laughs> A hard R. Uh, so this is uh, uh, so here's the thing. Uh, I found this movie delightful, very refreshing, very fun. All practical effects uh, made from people that really care about what they do. Made with a very small budget. Made in 1980, the same year Friday the 13th came out. Um, uh, it was directed by Charles Kaufman, uh, not not Charlie Kaufman, who was a famous screenwriter. Let's not mix credits. <laughs> he would not appreciate <laughs> being involved in this. Uh, it was written by Kaufman and uh, Warren Light, who actually went on to have a great career writing a lot of episodes for Law & Order. Um, this movie was banned until just 2015 in the UK. And when it debuted in Germany, they had to, they had to take out 13 minutes of footage to make this. I know uh, exactly what 13 minutes those are. Yes, Stephen. We... <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Uh, uh, made for a hundred fifty thousand dollar budget. Uh, this is it is a really really fun movie, and the cool thing about this is it makes a lot of horror tropes before they were even tropes. This movie did things that that now are considered. You, if you watch this, you're gonna think, oh, come on, this is this is classic horror. No, this is this actually came up with a lot of those tropes that that became very popular. Um, and again, this came out in, in 1980, so this was a forerunner to a lot of cool things that happened in the amazing decade of 80s horror. The problem is, though, and the only hang-up that I have with it is that rape scene. To me personally, I just don't feel like it's necessary in a film to be directly shown. It takes me out of the whole well, thing. Well, yeah, a lot of movies, when they show that stuff, it's like it does make you feel uncomfortable. And I know I always say, like, if a filmmaker is, like, making me feel uncomfortable then I love it. That means they're doing their job. It's different. But when it comes to the hard R, it's like, yeah. does it need it? I know that they're showing it to, you know, really put you into the seat. But sometimes... Well, here's, uh, here's the thing. <laughs> I'm a big proponent of, of art. And yes, horror is art. Absolutely, 100%. You're never going to convince me it's not. The thing is, though, as a creator, you you have to make a decision, okay? Is this best for the characters and the story to progress? Now, sometimes, unfortunately, the answer can be yes. And if so, I believe that there are, even though I love, I do not like censorship. I like seeing the gore. I like seeing the effects. This, however, can be done more tastefully because you don't want to punish your audience. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, if, if this movie didn't have that part in it, then I probably would have rated it a little more higher. It but it's may just have like, been. It, it just yeah. really didn't need that. 
it didn't. It but didn't. then again, um, you're watching a trauma film, so. <laughs> yeah, and they and they very proudly think that. I mean, they they're adamant. They don't believe anything is off the table. Um, yeah. Now, because it was a trauma film, because they did not exactly follow the Screen Actors Guild whatsoever. Uh, a lot of times, these indie movies, people forgive. Uh, forego uh, uh, actors' rights and stuff. They'll make them shoot long hours. They'll make them work late, work, work early. Um, they're a bit creative. But the cool thing about these little these little indie films is that there's a lot of love and TLC that goes into making them. Um, they somehow got uh, Beatrice Pons, who went under um, a pseudonym to make this movie. A lot of actors did not go by their names. Beatrice Pons was actually one of the very first stand-up female comedians who made it a point to get this lead role of mother in this film. She fought for that and was so proud to get it and adamantly opposed the entire hard R scene that we're talking about, um, but loved everything else about it. So it, it just a quick warning. Our mother's day special is just super user friendly, like every, every one of our shows, but um, this is a fun film and, and hopefully the uh, the pros can outweigh the bads. That's only one bad scene. <laughs> it's like killing yeah, the eyes. Like everyone rest, wants to talk about oh, that one scene, God. and everybody hates that one scene. Nah, those, but if you think about it, those dudes are going to do that anyways. Look at them. I mean, you know what I mean. Like it's going to happen. It made are sense. You judging, are movie. you judging mutant cannibals right now? The mutant cannibals. Well, I don't want to offend everybody. Theory. I mean, no, I'm not offending mutant cannibals from nuclear shelters or whatever all right disclaimer on behalf of the kings of kill we're very sorry to any mutant candles that we might offend jesus we're gonna get <laughs> so much trouble we, this uh, is the episode on mother's day i yeah <laughs> of all the hate comments we're just trying we've to gotten, be nice we're just trying to be we're set. tiptoeing away and i just go on go uh, let's, on with the let's, show i mean let's just get into it uh so Movie starts off, and here's one weird thing about the movie. There's no title card for this movie. No, well, in fact, the best thing I love about this, I, I'll say it later. No, you know what? The best thing I loved about this was the poster artwork. I think oh, that beautiful. was the best part of the entire movie, even it's, though I really like this movie. Yeah. I mean, it's decent, but like the poster already, I was like, oh shit, it's, this is nice. Yeah. I would actually it, like to have that hanging yeah, up in my house. It would look good. It would look good in your gaming room. Hey, speaking of your gaming room, uh, oh. Friday, tomorrow, aren't we doing something in that gaming room? This is true. We're going to be... Uh, there's that one series that uh, Paul Anderson loves to do, uh, Resident Evil. <laughs> but screw that guy, because he sucks. Um, We're going to do the game. <laughs> we uh, Yes, Friday... Resident Evil 8 is releasing to the world. And oh, shit, I should have said that. Yeah, go on. <laughs> and um, we here at the Kings of Kill podcast are doing a world premiere of Resident Evil 8 Village. Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific time. We're going live on Twitch. I'm pretty excited about it. I have been Avoiding spoilers like the plague. I know you have. Um, I haven't played the demo. I'm trying because what we want is a raw reaction. We want honesty. 
when we boot that game up, it's going to be the first time we're seeing it, right? Correct. Uh, I'm pretty excited about it, man. Uh, we're going live. You get to see our ugly mugs uh, for free on Twitch. Uh, if you're not following us on Instagram, Kingsgill Podcast, or on Twitter at Kill Podcast, you need to. We'll let you know the second we're going live. Shooting for 6 o'clock uh, Pacific time. I'm pretty excited. I, I can't wait. That's That's tomorrow. I'm excited, man. I can't fucking wait. <laughs> you know what's funny is, is whenever you get really excited, you do sing a little bit. And and when we don't, we try to edit the show. When we make the show, as you can tell, very, very little bit gets edited out. The one time something actually does get edited out is when uh, we have technical difficulties and it just you just can't hear it. There's a, there's a glitch. There's a delay. There's an echo. Um, there's a problem with the recording. It's only happened a few times. And one of the one of the saddest times I've ever had to get rid of something is when we got our official website and I had to get rid of it because it was so jumbled and garbled it didn't make any sense. But Steven, you literally sang. I was trying <laughs> to introduce the website. I was trying to, yeah, you remember I was trying to introduce the website and and Steven interrupts me. Weird. That we interrupted each other. <laughs> I'm trying to do the outro. And of course, as I'm trying to plug everything we have, he stopped me and started singing, We've got a website. And the We've site got a website. Like, he does that, but it lasts for like 30 seconds. And it <laughs> and for some reason the take just didn't count. And so the end of that episode is like kingsgill.com pie. <laughs> it just got <laughs> so jumbled. It's one of the it's it's I save a lot of our mistakes and uh that's one that I wish could keep, but it just, it just didn't take. But uh, a little deep dive for everybody. But let's get into it. Uh, Mother's Day special, like only the Kings of Kill can. I guess we started with the worst first, so let's, <laughs> let's yeah. get into the movie. Uh, Mother's Day, 1980, a trauma film uh, directed by Charles Kaufman. Charlie Kaufman. You know, a fun thing about Charles Kaufman is, uh, damn, I say let's get into the film. I'm already on a segue. This is, this uh, is round two or three. <laughs> <laughs> uh charles kaufman uh got his debut of course with his brother uh uh with with trauma films uh again ferociously independent he before this he made uh one or two horror films um nothing big i all all low budget productions um uh one of which is kind of like a, a hidden gem um i'm still trying to find it uh it's called like a, a, a Jakota or something like that. I, I've, I've heard really scary things about it, but I haven't been able to find it yet. Oh, so that's Jakarta. Jakarta. That's it. Have you seen it? Yeah. Uh, no, but I've, I do know the poster. It's with that dude looking through the window with the girl. He's uh, like yeah, holding a girl. I, I do remember the that. poster. Yeah. And I've heard it is, it's a heavy, crazy movie. If you've heard about it, uh, uh, write to us. Uh, uh, head on over to kingsguild.com. Uh, link to our Gmail right there. Uh, tell us about it. If you want us to review it, request. We got a single button on the website. It's super easy. But uh, Kaufman started uh, at the Bob Hope Show, right? Work, working cameras and helping out. Then, um, then got into porn, as most people do. Right, Bob Hope porn. I mean, they go hand in hand. Why not? <laughs> and uh, then made a couple horror movies. And then said, this is terrible. And now he's a super successful baker in San Diego. Wow. What a what a storied career that is. I want a documentary. 
<laughs> Kings of Kill presents <laughs> uh, the Kaufman Chronicles. <laughs> um, all right, Mother's Day, 1980. Uh, it starts off. It's some kind of like it seems like a self help meeting, right? They're in this like. Uh, dude, I, I honestly, it's like some growth opportunity thing. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. At first I thought, is this like an A meeting? No, it's more of like, it's, it's like a seminar, right? It's an auditorium. There's a speaker. Everyone's kind of in this cult, like trance worshiping this guy. I don't know. It's weird. It's uh, it doesn't seminars even to like grow and be a person, I guess. Yeah. Be a better someone person. Yelling, someone yelling you to do better. Just give them $5,000 and you'll become a better person. Yeah. Sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> We're in the wrong business. <laughs> um, so this uh, sweet little crazy. Lady. Like what the f everyone's, everyone's like real. acting weird. Like they're overjoyed. Like I don't go it's on. A trauma, it's a trauma <laughs> film, man. I mean, who, who knows who these people are? You know, they're probably, they're probably just like workers. They're probably people like working on the set and stuff. I think I did read that they were all the, the cast pretty much. Like a lot of it. Yeah. They, they just traded people out because it was tough getting people who, who either didn't want their name associated with trauma <laughs> or uh, a lot of people won by aliases or uh, just people working on the set. They'd be like, Hey, we just need stand-ins. Here you go. Uh, also what Lloyd Kaufman was famous for doing is he always used to like, just, just order catering and say, Hey, if you want a sandwich? You got to be in the movie. <laughs> That's how we got <laughs> Tons of people to stand it. You just feel like on the streets of New York sometimes. Hey, you want a sandwich? <laughs> Step into the shot. Uh, <laughs> it worked. It worked. Um, it really did. Uh, Eli Roth actually does the same thing. He he looks for people that look really unique or have really interesting accents um, on his set that are working for him, and he'll have them slide into the movie. Mm. Speaking of Eli Roth, this is one of his favorite movies of all time. Really? When you think of when and now that makes sense. When you think of Cabin Fever, come on. This was inspired directly by this. Yeah, that totally makes sense now. Yeah. So uh, uh, so it starts off, I really think it's a super cookie-cutter movie. Like It seems pretty cut and dry what's going on. We have this uh, elderly woman in a neck brace getting to leave the meeting. She's talking to two people, uh, uh, a guy and a girl. Um, and Terry and Charlie. Yes, offers them a ride. Now, doesn't the girl look just like Lady Gaga? Holy shit. Yeah. Yep. It does. Interesting. And <laughs> this whole scene, <laughs> the whole scene, go on. Uh, so Lady Gaga and Charlie, uh, they're, uh, uh, they're about to head, head out, and they're talking about like how long they got to hustle the bus stop. She offers them a ride. They hop in her car, and down the road we go. Um and the whole time, Charlie's in the back, like, playing with a rope, very menacing, looks like they might hurt this old woman. You're thinking, oh, I'll, I got it. Here are the killers. We're going to watch a killing spree. I'm okay with that. I'll follow, I'll follow That's killers. That's totally what I got. I was like, oh, he's going to strangle this old woman. Yeah. It's just too bad. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, let's let's follow it. Uh, um, in this old woman, this is Beatrice Pons, who went, I'm not sure what she went by by under the film, but that her actual name is Beatrice Pons. Again, uh, a breakout uh, comedian. She got famous doing uh, celebrity impressions. Um, and she wanted this role. Car breaks down. She's like, oh, don't worry. This happens all the time. Hops out. She she says, could you hit the doohickey? <laughs> she means like pop the 
<laughs> the truck. She wants to take a look at the engine. Um, <laughs> hit the new hickey for me, honey. And uh, and Charlie's in the back convincing Lady Gaga to run her over. She's too afraid she can't do it. Well, well um, the thing is, I think that was just a play, like to mess with us, to be confused or something. Because when he's like, do it, do it. And, you know, she's going to turn the keys and stuff. And then she grabs a radio and turns it. And it looks like he's relieved. Like, yes, I love this song. Like, that's what he actually wanted. But it was like, I think we're just supposed to really think that he was going to strangle her or run her over. But I think they were just like innocent people. But that's a, that's a really interesting perspective. Yeah. Uh... That's what I got out of it. I was like, oh, they're not trying to kill her. He just wanted some good ass tunes. See, to me, I thought he looked disappointed because of that, but it, very interesting. Okay, interesting. I like how we're like both observing human behaviors and be like, are these are these good people? These bad they people? Teach a seminar. <laughs> Five thousand dollars a seat. Talk seminars. <laughs> oh, God, oh God, folks! If you missed it uh, last uh, last week, we we admitted to the world that the acronym for the Kings of Kill podcast is cock. <laughs> Something we didn't exactly plan. So right if we away. say cock anything, we're not talking about, you know, cock, but we're talking about us. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. Or the other thing. I don't know. We can, <laughs> we can talk about anything on this show, you know? God damn it. <laughs> All right, you cock. This is back, the to, episode. Back, to this, back to the show. Uh, uh, so we're thinking we're relieved. Uh, no, uh, Charlie in the back seat misses something all of a sudden. Uh, uh, mother's boys show up, a machete to the neck, decapitation, two minutes into the film. Uh, all practical effects. Uh, Lady Gaga goes screaming. Um, now, did you uh, see this? Did you catch this? Let me interrupt. You just asked me if I've seen it. Yes. What? Did you see? So you see the machete go Hold for on. his neck? No, no. Hold on. You are like the worst moviegoer. The worst thing. I've taken people to the show so many times. And when they bump me and say, hey, watch this. No shit. I'm, we're, we're staring at a screen. I Dude, was I watching actually, it. I actually hate that shit when a scene's coming up. Oh, I love this scene. Oh, do you? I haven't seen it yet. Shut the fuck <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. So... The machete's coming to his neck, and then it cuts to Lady Gaga's uh, poker face, and then, and then it, it blood is. <laughs> he set me up for that one. <laughs> blood gets like squirted all over her face, and then yeah. like it cuts back to the dude with the machete comes still for that guy's head. Like it was just so the continuity was just so bad. Oh, there's, there's, a, there's a, uh, it wouldn't be a trauma film without some really bizarre edits that get completely ignored. Yeah, and I, I kept going back and I, I rewound it like three or four times. Like, is that really, okay, that's cool. And then it just back to the capitate decapitation. There's going to be a lot more things that don't make sense, but, but I'm, I'm sure we'll get back into it. Yeah. Decapitation. She tries to run off. Uh, she gets attacked. Uh, turns out that uh, that's mother and her two boys, uh, Ike and Adley, are just some big old backwoods lads. And they, I don't know, something's wrong in their head, let me tell you. And they're governed Deliverance. by. 
<laughs> yeah. And they're they're the goons of mother. And they have been huh, they've been bred to kill. And uh and that they do. Uh what do they 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 throw her on top of the hood and start pummeling her, right? Like just gorilla pummeling. Uh, that's one of the words you could say, but yeah. Stop. <laughs> Stop it. Um Oh, not be laughing look at about that. this subject. Look at that. It's time. It's time for a break. <laughs> <laughs> this subject is not funny. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, you guys, thank thank you so much for listening. Uh, we got more to come on our Mother's Day special. We'll be right back. The Kings of Kill would like to thank you our killer fans the biggest thanks you can give us for the work that we're doing here is to share this episode with everyone you know and stop by kingsofkill.com our official website there you'll find links to our instagram at kings of kill podcast links to our twitter at kkill podcast our email kings of kill podcast at gmail you'll find our online store full of unique one-of-a-kind merchandise you can find nowhere else a curated library of each and every episode of the king's kill podcast and a collection of the very same movies and games that we review on the show all available at kingsofkill.com and folks if you're able help us approve our equipment as we try to improve our content you can donate for just 99 cents a month and help us out a ton simply by heading to anchor dot fm slash kings of kill slash support that's www.anchor.fm slash kings of kill slash support and make a donation today we really appreciate it thank you so much enjoy the show All right, and we are back. Thank you so much for listening to the Mother's Day special, surprisingly, of the Kings of Kill podcast. Uh, So we've covered the opening segment, right? And now uh, a cool thing that happened is, uh, um, well, we were were sidetracked on purpose. I like that swerve. We were introduced to people that we thought were going to be the criminals, uh, the, the killers. Nope, not at all. They get taken out super easy. We get introduced to... The real cast, you know, mother and her two uh, two boys, and uh, and then we get the opening credits again. There's no title card, oddly enough. I think it's just an editing mishap, honestly. Uh, but what we do get is uh, uh, some girls looking at a, a slideshow, and that's how we get our opening credits. I thought that was kind of creative. Actually, yeah, I I like that too. And it, it's like them showing their friendship through the years of like some camp or something. Call it college, not camp. Yeah. Um, uh, it's, through, like, uh, it's like Polaroid shit. Wolf Breath College or something. like It was strange, yeah. Yeah, uh, and they're just talking through it, going through the slideshow without seeing them. All you see is their Polaroid fucking... What are the, I don't know what those are called. I don't care. Um, fucking <laughs> pictures. God. And yeah, credits credits are rolling, but you don't get a title card. You, you see like playing mother, blah, blah, blah. And I thought it was really cool. And then they... They're like, I can't wait to see us in 10 years or something. And then that's your segue to 10 years later, but it doesn't say anything. 
You just got to yes. catch it. Yeah. So we learn, and I, I like that. I like it when, when instead of being walked through a story with our hands held, just show us what's up. We'll pay attention. We'll catch on. I appreciate it when uh, a filmmaker doesn't think the audience are a bunch of idiots. You know what I mean? We can keep up just fine. Um, and so then we see we see the girls, these three lifelong friends. Um, we got what Abby, Trina, Jackie, Abby, Trina. Jackie. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> yeah, you got like index cards ready to go. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, uh, Abby played by uh, Nancy Hendrickson, Jackie played by Deborah uh, Luce or Lucci, and then Trina played by uh, Tiana Pierce. Um, do you know something really interesting? Um, what? Ike, Tell me. Ike, the big guy, the big, uh, the big uh, brute of of mother's sons. Oh, dude, Frederick Coffin. Frederick Coffin, um, who didn't go by. Frederick Coffin when he made this movie and Frederick Coffin might not even be his actual name. He's not exactly proud of this film, <laughs> but oh, him, I, yeah, him and Trina hooked up on set and they were an item the entire time. Are you kidding me? Yeah. The hell <laughs> that's Jack funny w. because the, the thing I only know that it's Frederick Coffin is because I was watching, I watched mother's day and here's another weird thing. I watched Wayne's World right after that. And you just had I noticed to get this... <laughs> the taste of it. I, I had to feel a little special afterward. I was like, I need a comedy. Yeah, I feel you. Um, I was watching that. And I noticed uh, the cop at the diner was a little Officer Kowarski, I think his name is, in Wayne's World. Mm -hmm. I noticed he looked similar, like familiar. I looked him up and I was like, shit. That is Frederick Coffin. He's in Mother's yeah. Day in Wayne's World. And I don't know how that connected me watching both those films right back to back. But there you go. <laughs> Pretty weird. I, I don't know how that happened. It's but. just hey, life is strange how you, you just happen to pick Wayne's World of all movies. And that was a direct correlation to this, I mean, atrocious nightmare. You know what I mean? This, yeah. This if you look them up. Every single person knows this guy as the background person. Like his face, everyone knows his face. It's crazy. He's one of those guys in Hollywood. I think we could do we could do a whole a whole show on those guys. You know them, you just can't can't uh, place their names. I mean, oh, dude, they're, yeah, they're important. And in fact, we may do a show just like that coming up. Who knows? Who knows? You better stay tuned. Uh, Best henchman. Oh, that would be good. That'd be really good. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, we meet the girls and they're all going about their lives doing different things uh, and we get a little bit of a character build up with each one um, one, <laughs> one is having a house party and what a house party this is now I don't know what's <laughs> happening but they have a half naked butler everyone's by the pool everyone's scantily clad there's a lot this of coke. party. everybody's lit someone's trying to quote Stanley Kubrick the whole time there's oh a my shot of the big bearded guy down in the lines of coke till he passes out. That is Lloyd and Charles Kaufman's father. Oh my god. And I wouldn't be surprised that was real coke if, if yeah. we're doing it yeah. wrong. Yeah. Um yeah. also and who Charles what's Kaufman. the age limit here? There's like kids, 
There's there like are children at teens. this party. It goes all the way up to really old people. It's like there's coke and so many drugs everywhere. I'm not. And they're sure just what's drinking and having a good time. There's no reason for it at all. They're just. Oh, you want a barbecue? Okay, I'll bring the mountain of coke. And then you have you have the poor half naked uh, uh, butler walking around trying to serve all these people alcohol. And uh, uh, is it? I think this is Trina. I think right. Uh, I, I I get them all mixed up a little bit, but this is one of the, the main blonde. Girls. She, yeah, yeah, and she's she grabs the butler and tells him, "Hey, quit jerking off in the kitchen. We need more drinks out here." He's like, "What? What do you think I'm doing? <laughs> yeah, be dressed half naked. What's going on here?" <laughs> that guy's quitting his job. Uh, we see uh, we see another one. I think this is uh, Abby who uh, who runs home and she's taking care of her sick mom, and she walks in the door, just in the door. And you hear her mom uh, say, it's about time you got home, you slut. Oh, my God. Mom, <laughs> what? Happy Mother's That's Day. Her. Yeah, happy Mother's Day. Yeah, she's screaming about how I'm sick. I can't be left alone, all this stuff. And she's clearly overwhelmed, clearly abused. She can't handle this. She, she, she bails out because she gets a letter from her girlfriend saying, hey, it's time for a trip. That's what we learned. These girls take a trip together every single year. Um, and then we meet uh, – uh, Jackie, who's leaving her, who's leaving her deadbeat boyfriend, who not only steal is also doing coke and like drinking cognac in the morning or something. Yeah, uh, he's like, <laughs> he says like, man, it sucks when your woman has to go to work and I have to sit at home all day, and then he just yeah. rails a line and downs a drink. I'm like, yeah, that totally sucks, man. She then she then says, "I love you," and he's like, "I right, bye." <laughs> for the weekend and then uh as as she's leaving she uh uh says goodbye to uh the doorman um and and says this is hope you have a good weekend and he's like i'm i'm here i'm working like all weekend all the time it's what i do and and she says well if you're free a lot to do here in new york city this pisses him off he he <laughs> runs outside and says free i'll never be free as long as i'm a black man in america how poignant is that? Holy shit. They that had, came out of the field. They had to do it. it. It's almost like when customers are like, oh, Merry Christmas. You got any plans? I'm fucking working right now and I'm helping you. Like, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, that's that's I, exactly the same. <laughs> I fucking, I hate, I hate. No, not what he said. Oh, I'm saying when Jackie said, like, got any plans for this weekend? And he's like, I'm oh, working. God. That's what I meant. Idiot. Uh, I wish you didn't correct it. It would have been way worse if it <laughs> with this would have oh, been the yeah, worst yeah, episode. I have to work the weekend. <laughs> oh God! Oh, can't wait to get canceled. All right, let's see what else we can get into. Happy Mother's Day, everyone. <laughs> um, yeah. So she, so the girls are getting together and they're going on a trip and uh, they're headed out of town. They're going to go camping, right? Uh, so off they go and we run into that trope that this helped to invent that gas station, uh, the creepy gas station attendant that gives them a warning not to go. Right. They pop in the gas station and for whatever reason, one of them goes in there just to buy some groceries. Right. Um, uh, it's a, it's a convenience store. They have this, you know, creepy looking older gentleman who's, who's running the place and 
giving them a warning, you know, just wherever you're going, don't go. And of course that means they have to go. They're going anyways to, to, to some woods they shouldn't be in. Um, and her friends walk in with bags over their head and bats and just start knocking shit over. They ruin oh this guy's food. The fruit, the eggs, they tear up the store. He's like bewildered. Somebody starts swinging it around. A rake. It's ridiculous. They, they rake, jack yeah. this entire store. Uh, they then leave. She then says, it's okay. We're roommates. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a thought it was a stick up because she's like, put bags over your head so you don't know where we're going. And for some reason, they're like, we needed to follow you into the store, knock everything out, and then we're leaving. We have to. It's it's just it's it's terrible. It's a shitty thing to do, man. I would These kick are all bad. your asses if you did that to me. Yeah. So they <laughs> so they 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 take off. She's like, it's okay, we're roommates. I don't even know what that means. First off, and then the guy, the old man, chases them out the store, and uh, uh, he's he literally shakes his fist and says, "You get what you deserve, you lesbians." I don't know why, but it just <laughs> this film just tries to. The, the way this the guy 1980s, delivers 1980s, man. Uh, the 1980s. All the quotes that we're stating come from this film. I just want to put this on record. We're not bad we're just, people. We're... We support the troops. God bless America. Good job. Proud of you, Stephen. I um, think we're okay now. Oh, it's all good? We're back on top? I think so. I just talked to the executives. Now that they is something up. I never, it, it I never want you speaking to an executive about anything. I will get us through everything. No, I, I don't, I don't know. I got faith in you, man. But oh boy, uh, uh, <laughs> so off to the woods they go, and they're they're wearing high heels. They have bags of groceries. They have like nice like luggage and suitcases. They're headed to the woods, and they're drinking cases of beer and just throwing them over their shoulders. These guys are jerks. <laughs> These girls are assholes. These lesbians need to clean it up. God damn it. <laughs> um, so they finally they finally make camp. Oh, I love it when like uh, one of them finally has to take one of the heels off and then steps in like the biggest cow pie I've ever seen, just like Tyrannosaur. Of course that would happen. Pile of crap. Like, where did this come from? <sighs> Trauma. <laughs> Humor. <laughs> and... Uh, then they make camp. They're just hanging out, uh, talking about it's so glad to be together. Uh, they have a montage of one of their ex-boyfriends who goes by like Dauber, um, who was a just a total douche, a complete jerk. Oh, are you and, talking about the scene in the stadium? Yeah, the uh, the, they, the hairiest uh, man on the planet. I don't know. I might give him a run for his money. <laughs> uh, yeah, I as soon as that left my mouth, I was like, wait. Zach's on the line. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I'm so glad we're worldwide. <laughs> um, so it, uh, Jackie was dating this total jerk, and uh, and they're convincing him to dump him. But instead of dumping him, she meets them. They go to the stadium. He's, like, reliving his life. Uh, they go to, like, a baseball park. He wants to get freaky on the mound. He then gets naked, starts doing push-ups while she says she forgets the baby lotion. Well, okay. And instead, they turn on the lights and make fun of him, and he gets scared and runs off. 
I don't know I why he that was, was wearing a rug, but he wasn't. I thought that was a damn rug, but that no, that, that guy's body. Man. The push-ups. <laughs> the push-ups he was doing. They were good. I mean, he was flat. He it was nice. But it's like <laughs> I don't need to see a bro be doing naked push-ups on my TV screen. I'm okay with that. I mean, I skated at the skate park going down the bowls and stuff, but okay. I'm sorry, naked? <laughs> you don't remember that. Let's not no. relive that. <laughs> do we do we need I think maybe we should? <laughs> oh god. Oh and we're back. Time. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> this episode brought to you by Disney. Um <laughs> we get back no, to that- the girl. And there's a bunch of fake jump scares. Like they're not done well at all, and they're not supposed to be done well. There's a lot of jump scares. Like there's this oh thing one after where... another. It's one after another. Like one of the girls like sticks a butcher's knife under her armpit and runs in, like acting like she got murdered, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, it's terrible." Well, it's that the might classic. Yeah, classic gags might, might come out in handy later. And then one of them hides under a bush and grabs someone with a. With a glove, they're they're teasing each other. It doesn't make any sense though. We're getting like it started off great with 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 that epic decapitation, and now we're like 30, 40 minutes of the film and nothing's going on. And I'm waiting for something to go on. And then finally we get this weird like skinny dipping scene, uh, which looks like it was ripped straight from my spit on your grave. Isn't there? This whole movie is just deliverance and spit on your grave. It's got every single thing that I spit on your grave has. Have you seen that movie? You've seen this, but this has more comedy. Is the comedy intentional, I wonder? <laughs> I th- think so. So I'm not so, sure. <laughs> so this is finally, uh, uh, we finally hear some like that stereotypical, like just rushed breathing. You know what I mean? Like, you see the camera peer through the woods, and clearly that POV is is a predator, is a killer. He's hopping and puffing. I don't know what about a killer makes them have asthma, but something about it. Every single person with asthma is a killer. Hey. In, in the movies. In the movies. <laughs> let me save myself again for the fifth time this podcast. <laughs> Not outing Except- anyone. This episode is going to bring a lot of revenue. I can already see it. <laughs> um, uh, so then it's it's night two of of them hanging out, um, and this is when we finally get that cabin in the woods feel. Uh, the two boys uh, grab them all in their sleeping bags, which was again creative, and wrap them up, like tie them up tight. Their sleeping bags have drawstrings. We tie them up tight and they just drag them back to the house. Now, there's something like worse about going into like a haunted house. I think what's worse is being drug against your will into like a terrifying place. You know what I mean? Yeah, no way in hell. Is that scarier (laughs) than going into a haunted house? Haunted houses, man. Don't you think you think a haunted house would be worse? Probably. Oh, I don't know, but being like dragged like in a sleeping bag for like a long period of time, all those rocks would hurt and shit. Like, okay, yeah, I see your point. Go on. I'm not concerned about the rock pain. I'm concerned about 
being trapped and not knowing where you're going, just knowing it's. I mean that too, but you gotta think about the rock pain. That would hurt. Of course. (laughs) Hello, Mr. Padding and those things. This is really uncomfortable. Could you like put me on your back or something? (laughs) Hey, Mister. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um. So, uh, so Ike played by uh, played like we said, Frederick Coffin and uh, Adley played by uh, Michael McClearly. They're the goons. They're the boys. Uh, there's mothers, babies. Uh, they're dragging these people, these these girls, into the house. Uh, they meet mother who sells a neck brace on. She's. We learned that she's obviously out of her mind, but she's obsessed with a girl named Queenie who believes is always staring at her through the woods. We learn that this is her long lost sister that supposedly tried to break her neck when she was in the crib. Somehow sells neck brace. Not really sure. She has to keep the boys comfortable with her at all times for protection from Queenie, who is basically like kills them eyes. Like, yeah, she's like half witch, half half like beast, you know. Um, and what's so funny is later on in the film, she's she's telling one of her boys, like, hey, you can't leave me alone. Queenie's out there staring at me. I know she's gonna get me. And uh and one of the boys says, Oh, come on, Ma. We all know Queenie's dead. Grandma shot her. Look, here's her ear. And he just has her ear. He just has this. I mean, if you don't if you're not holding the ear on you at all times, you're a loser, man. Who holds an old ear, anyways? Just just at the ready for a combo, ready to go. Yeah, just in case you know the conversation sucks. Hey, you know what? You want to look at this ear? <laughs> they then tie the girl for you. Oh no. <laughs> go on. They then <laughs> you have grandkids. Oh, come here. I got something. Look at this. <laughs> Tell me I never killed nobody. How'd I get this one out? Yeah. Uh they then tie the girls up in like the weight room. They tie them up to like gym equipment. Yeah, I mean. Not nice stuff either. Like this is clearly some infomercial midnight purchases right here. <laughs> like some weird combination of like a Bowflex and like what's that one that Chuck Norris sells? Oh, dude, I don't know. I'm trying to even think of the guy with the ponytail. <laughs> the guy, the guy on that elliptical thing. Yeah. Oh God. Jazzercise, baby. <laughs> um. Guy with the ponytail, if you're still making equipment, if you want to sponsor an episode, kidsandkill.com. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to cut his ponytail off That's and hold it in my pocket forever in case the conversation oh. comes up. Oh, <laughs> Tony Little is the guy that sells those those workout cardio machines. Are you kidding um, me? There's a guy yeah. named Tony Little <laughs> selling exercise machines. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate this. I hate this whole day. <laughs> this is quality content right here. Oh, I'm so sorry, folks. <laughs> but the- <laughs> and we're back. So the, the total gym. That's what Chuck Norris sells. The total gym. Oh fuck. Ah oh, man, I'm crying. This is a sad movie, you guys. So, I'm not uh, sad. They're tied up to a total gym. Um, Tony Little is not there, unfortunately. Uh, 
And then they, uh, and here's where it gets, I mean, oh, all jokes aside, uh, this is where it just took a dark turn. Uh, I've had a lot of fun with this movie so far, and, and this is when we get to it. Um, uh, this is this is the scene. Uh, it's uh, it starts off. You just learn how terrible these these people are, right? Um, uh, you have they put on a show. They take one of the girls. They take her outside, set her on a bench, and they start like practicing ways of killing people. They set her up. They're like, sit here, act like reading a paper. This is what I love. This is what Big Ike says. Uh, <laughs> he literally. He reminds me of like Patrick from from New York. Sometimes he has an accent. Sometimes he just sounds like Patrick from SpongeBob. It's really strange. He's, he's good. He yeah. has to sit on a park bench and says, um, "Here you go, read a magazine, a good one, <laughs> like a muscle magazine." <laughs> <laughs> just uh, the the level of intelligence is not here uh, with these young lads, and they're basically pantomiming ways of killing different people in the park. Uh, uh, it's really strange. And then it gets really gross. And then they, they mom says, get the Kodaks to go get a, a Polaroid um, camera. And they dress her up. They call it Shirley Temple. They dress her up in a kid's costume or act like a little girl. And they do absolutely terrible things. And it's shown. Now, it's all shown from a wide view because Beatrice Pons, amazing actress, loved this film, didn't want to be part of the scene. So they actually had a double in for that scene had a big wide view up top. That wide view did serve as the girls who were trapped in the weight room could see out and see what's happening to their friend. Uh, They weren't reacting well to it. One was crying and one just went stone cold. And I get that change, but it, it I didn't buy it. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, and then you see it, it gets really graphic. This is a hard R scene. And uh, luckily it's only about, you know, it's less than a minute long. Um, I just didn't think it was necessary. Now, again, as a creator uh, of, of any art, you can choose what's in it and what's not, and that is up to you. Uh, mm. But there is a degree of taste, and I think this is really important. Um, is, is it necessary? Does it bring the story along? And the answer is no. Um, and this movie would have gotten a really, really good score for me except this shouldn't have been left in. And if it wasn't a trauma film, no disrespect to trauma. They make some, some really, really unique, awesome movies. This didn't belong in this film. I didn't need it in this film. It wasn't necessary. Uh, but if, in this case, I don't think it helped the story of the characters at all. I, I, I can tell when characters are evil, are awful people. If, if a creator... Uh, felt that it was necessary for the story for whatever reason you just have to be smart about it you know um, yeah well it does show them it shows how f- terrible these this family is yeah i mean it, it, does. it does ramp it up be like oh shit these people are actually horrible like yeah this is the worst thing that you can do and they're doing it like but bad taste so yeah i'm thinking there's there's just like if you decide it does help your story, I just think there's a way to let your audience know something's happening without literally capturing it on camera. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 But I'm not a filmmaker and, and, but it is part of the film. 
uh, and on to the next scene. Um, they, this is a they, great scene. I, I love this exercise scene. Oh God. Yeah. Cause so it's, so let's see Abby and Trina waken the next day and plan to escape while mother and her boys are exercising outside. And so this exercise scene, boy, it is so rocky. Like what, that. what upsets me though, is like the girls upstairs wait to, to, to try to break free until the morning. They just hang out for 12 hours tied up when you know what I mean? And, and until sunlight happens, they don't try to break free. And then the whole breakfast, God, the breakfast scene right before they mom tells them to go work out literally tells Ike, Hey, finish your cheese spread. It's good for the liver. No mom. <laughs> no, it's not good for your liver. <laughs> And then says, all right, boys, go work out. And she goes out there with a clipboard like a coach. And they, you're right. It's a Rocky montage. You get two minutes, and they're just You get the music. You get, you get the quick cuts of each, like, exercise. Yeah. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Like, it, um, they almost have a Rocky song. It's, it's, like, a little different, so they don't get sued or whatever. But, like. It's fun, though. Yeah. Oh, it's so, it's so not this movie. So, it's perfect. <laughs> I and love the thing it. is like they're really going hard like they're 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 bashing fruit with baseball bats they're throwing watermelons they're they're punching bags they're doing push-ups they're 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 chopping stuff up now when it's you rocky four yeah so for those of you that that you know don't don't film or play around the editing and stuff to get like a chop shot like say a, a half a second shot of you doing something or a three second shot of you doing something you probably need to spend about 10 minutes, maybe 15 or 20, getting like a good angle, doing it like 10 times to get a decent shot, even though it's only for a second. Imagine making like three minutes of this. These guys were working out all day. <laughs> yeah. these, these guys were exhausted, sweating, and they're working out. They're just practicing killing is all they're doing, right? Yeah, they're stabbing like bags of rice. <laughs> it's, it's like a, lot, a killing... Killer's montage. It's pretty cool. It's yeah, it is. It's 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 a lot of fun, and you get to see how it, how... it really took me out of the last scene. So that was totally fine. It did. Or the scene it, uh... before, I was like, okay, this movie's still pretty funny. It's good. A hundred percent on purpose. Uh, uh, they uh, they went there and they're trying to they're trying to steer out of it, and it 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 did. It it made me. It got the bad taste out of my mouth. You know, it made me think, okay, this this is still a fun movie. Uh, so I really needed it. You're totally right. Uh, then the girls try to, they break free. They get a hold of like, a, oh no, they the boys go back upstairs. They untie the girls, and then go back outside to take a nap after the workout or something. Doesn't make any sense. It it threw me off. I just so kept we, shaking my head, like, what on earth are you doing? Like, I'm a better killer than you. Now the, the door's not locked. They're untied. Everyone's just relaxing. And they decide the best way of getting out is to hide one of themselves in a sleeping bag. We've talked about before um, of how they prank somebody and then lower them down like the second story window. They do this, but of course they're outside. So there's this long yo-yo montage of these killers not noticing a human in a bright orange sleeping bag being raised and lowered right above them. Dude. Also, the 
they zoom out and you see the shot of just she's not even curled up in the bag. She's just like completely <laughs> it's the length of a bag, bright orange, feet off the ground, and nobody sees this. Um, and they're right next to it too. Uh, dude, that oh my god, it's like my worst nightmare. Like those rug the burns from that string. The girl holding like, up the string from oh the bag. Oh my god, that every was gnarly. Time, every time they cut back to her hands, more blood, more blood, more blood. Uh, we Isn't see it like caves in and like mangles her hand yeah. as she's like lowering her friend. I was like, holy shit, her, that is actually her, pretty gross. They're almost cut in half by the time she's done. Like she almost lost her hands. Um, they uh, so then she gets downstairs. She's outside. She's free. She runs back inside to open the door that, again, wasn't locked to let her friend out. She bandages her wounds with old socks. As one does. That'll be fine. Um, and they look for their friend, uh, Jackie, who was, who was brutally attacked last night. They find her in a dresser drawer, literally shoved into a drawer. They pick her up. They sneak out. Um, they're dragging Jackie. And uh, in, in they can't care that much longer. So they decide to bury her to try to camouflage her in the woods. One <laughs> of them decides to take off, look for help. Yeah, they camouflage and the, her. They put a the few other leaves one, on her. The other one guards the half-buried dying Jackie. Um, and she's, she's losing it. She's really upset. She's scared, obviously. So the other girl runs off into the woods. Uh, can't find her way back luckily because they're all litter bugs she sees the beer cans which i thought was kind of like a nice that did work out for the story it, so it actually did yeah she follows it back she sees a cop car in the middle of the woods not on a road of course she tries to start a car it won't start it's a horror movie if you drive your car to the woods everyone knows your car is now no longer a car <laughs> it, just, it belongs to the woods for some reason it'll never work again um, she sees a cop car, not on the road, just in the woods, like in between trees with its lights on. And she's like, this seems normal. Let me wave this down. <laughs> Let me wave this 1950s cop car down with its sirens blaring, driving in between trees in the middle of the forest. She sees a cop. She then hugs the cop. Now, mind you, these two are actually dating. So when they hug, like their hug is like, really weird and friendly they're an item at this point but then remember she's dating ike the big the big lug the big terrible man so he's getting handsy with her does not mind this at all like the character doesn't mind this at all the cop is like feeling her up in this hug embrace and breathing heavy and goes Heart for his moving. gun none of this is weird then looks back Take sunglasses off. Oh, no. Now I know you. Not because you smell like ass or <laughs> have been <laughs> capturing me for the longest time. Oh, you can't trust me. So then she runs off. She gets, like, stuck in, like, vines and thorns, reaches for a rock, which, of course, she can barely reach. Another trope, you know. Finally gets it. I figured she was going to bash his head in. No, she just throws it to distract him. Yeah, I was like, that. okay, that rock's big enough to smash him. Grab it, lady. No. And she, she does. She just tosses it. And chucks it. And so then Ike 
hurls himself cartoon style after it. He just leaps. <laughs> he just leaps over to the noise, which just makes him tumble downhill. And of course, he's cursing you, bitch, as he rolls down. She then goes running times. back. Yeah, that's all. There's one scene where uh, uh, Adley, the other brother, is like slapping this girl. And he's just saying bitch with every single slap. And this goes on for like 30 seconds. It was just like, what? Who wrote this? <laughs> um, the guy that the guy that makes Law and Order. That's who wrote this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and it shows, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she runs back to uh, her girlfriends. Jackie has passed away. Uh, and now they, they switch roles. So the girl that ran off, this is the same girl that was having that huge cocaine party at the beginning she now loses like her strength she feels defeated she's scared she's exhausted and uh and she says and i quote we're fucked he's the police i don't think he's a real cop call the hunch call the hunch yeah, like they killed the cop duh. <laughs> um so then they do this really dramatic 180 where uh um so jackie's dead uh trina is is losing her mind abby then takes over she's she is the uh daughter of the really uh, uh vicious woman you know that, that was telling calling her terrible things from the beginning she is now the hero right takes over takes control she says all right let's let's kill these guys they uh they take jackie's body they go back to their camping site which i don't know why it was so easy to find just keep going your camps Beer, beer cans, yes, that's right. Uh, they then grab their camping gear, head back Another to the house. Another montage also, by the way. Yes. Another montage. Yeah. They grab the camping gear, head back to the house. They prop Jackie up against a tree because they want her dead body to stare at what they're going to do. They're going back in. So tight. I would do that same thing to or, you if you died. Aw, thanks, bud. You're like, look at me. Even though you're dead, but in my head it seems cool. There's a country song, prop me up, jukebox when I die, something like that. And you're, uh, you're sounds just like avenge, a country song. You're just gonna avenge my death. Have me, have me stare at you. <laughs> it's a good friend. That's a good friend. <laughs> That's why you're a killer co-host. That's why. Um, exactly. So they go in, and now. This gets heavy now. <laughs> we go hard. Awesome. Now. Uh, uh, they're going after Adley, who's the smaller, faster brother. Uh, Adley's looking around the house, and he sees someone try to break in. He's like, oh, found the girls. Well, that was a rouge. That was a trick. <laughs> he took the bait. Uh, he gets an antenna stabbed in his neck like a radio antenna stabbed through his neck by Abby. He grabs his neck, tries to go for her. The door opens. Then Trina takes the claw end of a hammer and runs his balls through with it. Perfect. Almost then, like spit on your grave style. Very much so. And as he's bleeding out, they shove like 10 maxi pads down his throat and suffocate him. Oh, dude. Yeah, that's crazy. But I love, I was going to say, I love how blood looks in movies like this because it's just 
so not realistic. It's bright. Yeah, it's it's it's, bright. Uh, it's it almost looks it's like, almost neon. It it's not like silly putty, but it's like um Nickelodeon gack kind of. <laughs> Way too bright to be like a, a natural color. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it just looks like totally not <laughs> blood. It's On cool. the other side, what's also totally not blood but so works for me is like Evil Dead really dark blood where it's almost black. I really oh, yeah. enjoy it's very yeah. aesthetic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But not this. This stuff is like glowing in the dark, and uh, so uh, Adley gets what he deserves. He's dead. He got brutally murdered. By another one bites the dust. Castrated. <laughs> yeah. Now going for the big lug, Ike. Uh, they they catch Ike in a different room, um, and, and this is this is a big strong guy, and he's. Almost the way he almost has one of them in his sights uh, until well, he tries Abby's to strangle hiding. Trina. Yeah, he's like, Abby, uh, I'm going to strangle you. Your name is Abby's Trina. hiding in the corner, holding a TV above her head that's still plugged in. This is an old tube TV. Slam dunks it, and he gets electrocuted for like two minutes straight with his head stuck in this TV. Dude, and before that, Abby poured that. St- Drano or whatever oh, down his throat. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He was being lured in like old school powder Drano, a whole can of it down his throat. Oh man. man. What fall- comes out of his mouth is so crazy. It's it, like a, looks- it actually looks like those volcanoes you would make in science. Yeah, I got a science fair. That I never did or saw anybody else do, but it's in movies. Um, <laughs> in every Amblin film. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Um, yeah, that's a volcano erupting and all that yeah. goo and red shit. That's what the blood looks like. That's he's vomiting lava uh, again. Cabin fever, man. Uh, Eli Roth. He says he loves this movie, and he says he didn't realize how much he stole from this movie and still steals from this movie until like people pointed out to him. Um, shit, all the kills and deaths and the gore even looks like Eli Roth. Yeah. Yeah. It totally makes sense now. Um, Eli, Eli Roth literally got the idea for Cabin Fever um, from watching this movie on repeat. When he was a kid, he played this for his bar mitzvah. He needs to remake this then. That's like his... his that would be horrifying. full circle. That would be awesome. A combination, of, do it. a combination of this and a bad rash that he got um, when he was younger. He was shaving and like just a bunch of skin came up from like having this bad rash. Oh, and dude, watching this movie, he said scene. that was he said that was cabin fever. Um, so yeah, so we got Drano down the throat, a whole bottle of it, powder stuff. He's vomiting up. I mean, just foaming blood. Uh, dropped a TV on him. Uh, reminds me of a uh, Nightmare on Elm Street with yep. just the, Dream the sparks and stuff, and you can still he is still see his face. Um, and when he when he falls off, he throws the TV just so you can see smoke leave his mouth. I don't know why. I just love that. Uh, mm-hmm. But he's still around, and he grabs Abby. Goes off to get mother, but uh, um, Trina goes to get. She's like a rope to grab. He's still alive. He grabs her by the ankle. He's struggling, and the struggle looks really real. It looks like he is exhausted, and so is she. And like they're just trying to like he's trying to get her, trying to get away. She's she grabs an electric carving knife. Whew. And just 
I mean, stabs him. Like it, it's a classic psycho move that that e, 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 over and over again, except it's an electric carving knife and it's on, and she's going to town for thirty seconds straight. Um, I think it's safe to say Ike is no more. Yeah, yeah, I think he's finally uh, dead. And now they get mother, and they bait mother too. They've been using each other to bait these killers the whole time, and they use the same thing that Jackie did with the knife. Under her armpit, running in, screaming, acting like shirt. Mother's so proud. She thinks her boy's doing a good job. She goes in for the kill. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> they tie her up uh, with the rope they found, which is funny because, like, the rope was from the first scene, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And they suffocate her with uh, an inflatable item. It's like an inflatable sex toy breast kind of thing. Uh, I think that's what it is. Yeah, it, it's inflatable breasts. It's like a it's like a torso. It's like a female torso or something. Yeah, and uh, suffocates her. And during this whole time, uh, Abby is like just talking this crazy shit. Like she's in her in her head. She's in her head. She's killing her own mother that that's been abusing her. You know, this whole mm -hmm. time. And mother mother goes by an inflatable breast. That's one that I have not seen before. It's a classic kill. It's not my favorite <laughs> kill, but I mean. Um, points for being unique. Yeah. And then uh, the two girls make a little burial for their friend Jackie, who sadly passed away during this adventure. And they prepare to leave the woods. And guess who jumps out behind the bushes? Queenie. Queenie. Queenie is real. And it's so funny. She, this guttural growl. She's missing an ear. She does this giant panther leap. And it cuts off right there. Very 80s. Rough zoom, rough zoom, rough zoom. And, so, uh, and that's it. Here's a really funny thing. Yeah. I must have missed or went because I... I was cooking dinner at the same time. And so I probably missed the entire talk on Queenie. So I just watched this entire movie. And then all of a sudden, a monster jumps behind the bushes and gets them. <laughs> and I was so lost that I rewound. Um, I went back and I finally had to find it. saw yeah, those yeah. scenes. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. But I just went through this whole movie. And then a monster <laughs> comes out of the bushes. <laughs> And I was like, what the fuck? What kind of ending is this? Well, that well, that took a turn, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I was so confused. Trauma, I know so some confused. editing mistakes happened, but what exactly what is this? Like I know it I read that it was like a lot of the shots and sets were from Friday thirteenth. Uh they yeah, they filmed it the, the same, same year. Way. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just thinking, was like, did they just <laughs> Someone just walked just in on set. It. Was like, "Hey, you know what? Jump out of the bushes." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, take I mean, off the probably, mask. That's probably literally how trauma films are actually made. I think. I think it's so interesting how similarities. So this, the similarities between this and Friday the Thirteenth. Now again, made by very different people. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but uh, filmed at the same lake. Uh, filmed in New Jersey. Uh, very different budgets for each movie. But again, very independent filmmakers. Going for a vision. Now, I thought what was really similar was uh, 
um, uh, Adley, uh, one of Mother's sons, the the killer, his mask looked a lot like uh, the original Jason mask. You know, just that hood. Yeah, it was like a mixture of that and like um, Mad Maybe Max like Fury Road when he was he had the chain mask on his face when he was the yeah. Black. It was it was really interesting, um, and uh, they actually had. Uh, Friday the 13th and uh, Mother's Day actually had a rap party together. They wrapped like a day apart and they decided to get together and like celebrate. Uh, I wonder if I that's because that... Friday the 13th was just about Mother. Whoa. Isn't that strange? Like it's just, it's interesting. Like you never know if someone made an, in, like a movie like this because they heard a bigger movie was being made. Because you, you get a lot of that. You get a lot of the knockoffs around when a big blockbuster is coming out you'll get things similar but different i wonder how much of it was a really original idea and how much of it was like i heard this let's make our own you know yeah yeah it's i mean i, I had a lot of fun with this yeah besides absolutely. two scenes but i mean it it's definitely a decent slasher flick especially for the 1980s and how weird feeling all it is like i love over the top gore and just weird shots, edits, terrible acting. Oh, I love yeah, that shit. It, it's rough acting. It's 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 really strange shots. Uh, the script is barely there. The characters, I mean, that's there's no development whatsoever. Literally, the character change um, in in Abby is two seconds. Uh, and uh, but for all the things that it lacks. God damn it, it's so much fun. And I know it's, it does have a rough cool. yeah. It does have a rough scene in it, but I'm telling you, it it is absolutely worth it. This thing is not well known by any means, but if you watch this movie, literally all these Haunted Woods movies, all these cabin movies, all these Summerfest slasher movies, literally stole from Mother's Day. Literally stole from Mother's Day. And you don't even know it. This is it's yeah, something if you're a fan, you gotta check out. Yeah, and I like how. Oh, actually, I was gonna watch the remake of it in two, the two thousand ten version. I haven't seen it, so I I was about to put it on, and I was looking at the poster because I went to IMDb and all that shit, yep. and I saw the headline the poster, and it says from the director of Saw two, three, and four. Oh God! So I took a day off and ultimately decided not to watch it though I feel I should probably redeem myself of missing out on a loose remake of a Tromo film. And I was probably watch it because I usually I was, watch them when I we know. do. I usually watch all of it. I do too. I do too. I, I try on to. And the reason I do is, is once to do my due diligence, like of course we both want to do our research and give our audience the best show we can. Believe it or not, this is us giving you... <laughs> the best that we can um this but, was the hardest i've ever worked <laughs> on this podcast <laughs> but uh uh but what happens is is either i watch it and you don't or you watch it and i don't so it's become a thing with us we're like well we just have to watch it otherwise we can give each other shit right um and usually what i do but i i saw it was directed by saw two and saw 85 uh, I wasn't thrilled about that. And then I, I read the synopsis and it's, it's not a remake. It's not, it's just it's, really loosely. It based. is loosely, 
loosely meaning there's two guys and a girl. So Eli Roth, you still have a chance. <laughs> Just saying. Um, and you know what? I, w- I would honestly, I normally I'd probably give this like two and a half out of five because uh-huh. it's just totally bonkers and all that shit. But knowing it's a Tromo film, Troma, I keep saying Tromo, Troma film, I want to give it a three mother suffocated by a sex toy at a five <laughs> because that shit just doesn't happen anywhere else. <laughs> And the mangled hand by holding the sleeping bag rope. Yeah. That alone was like two stars. <laughs> it's uh it's rough. It's rough. But it's uh, got a decent it's, kill count. It's, it's, it's some it's got six. That's pretty good oh, for a slasher. Maybe, let's wait. Maybe eight, because the two women at the end get jumped by Queenie, so that's unknown. So it's either six or eight. Everybody watch it and decide. That's, that's actually, yeah. Let, let us know. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at KKill Podcast. Uh, let us know. Um, uh, doing the kill counts isn't always super easy. Uh, a lot of times they're kind no, of. because shit goes off camera. And that's like, yeah. I'm not going to, I don't put things down off camera unless someone says, yeah, he totally died back there in the hallway. Well, the, yeah, because then it's, that's an integral part of the story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, let, let us know. I, I, any, Regardless, anything over four is actually a really high count for a slasher. In your head, you're going to remember all these great slashers being like, oh, they killed 10, 15 people. No, very rarely is it above five, really. No, because there like, there's five characters, and then there's exactly. the killer. Killer always dies. There's at least two or three that die, and then there's always like either one male or female, and then the opposite. There's either It's just like two people at the end survive, maybe one. Yeah. That's like four or five people dead right there. That's it. Yeah. Uh, last week, last week, uh, what was the Twitter question? Uh, from episode 27, Phasmophobia. If you were a ghost hunter, which location would you find the most terrifying? So I put the answers as prison, school, hospital, cabin in the woods. And you know what? We have another tie. God damn it. What? What? All right. And the what? funny thing is, a lot of people voted. And prison That's and great. school didn't even get a vote. Really? <laughs> no one thought prison or schools are scary. It's hospital and cabin in the woods. I mean, interesting. I totally get it. Yeah. And you know what? We did an extra poll as well. Oh, we did. Yes. That's right. What was this extra poll, man? I think I know what this is. Would you like a KOK, a cockfight episode where we don't see I and I on a subject? The subject being Mortal Kombat 2021. I loved it. Zach didn't like it at all. We'll argue if this is a worthy film or not. This will be first of many cockfights, if so. And the thing is, I know it's probably not a horror movie or anything, but if we disagree on something, I want to argue. But don't disagree with me on Notebook. Anyways, so everyone voted yes. I swear. 100% across the board. 100% across the board, unanimous. People want to see us go at We're it. Gonna do, that means we got to do a cockfight episode of Mortal Kombat in time. 
in time. And you know huh? what? In, in, in any time. I don't care. Right now. Fuck you. No. Um, <laughs> fucking test my might right now. Well, um, well, here's 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 the thing. Uh, in case you missed it, we went over it real quick earlier. Cockfight, Kings of Kill, we found out uh, the acronym is KOK. That's cock. <laughs> and we're surprised at how many uh, things we've agreed with, but there's so many things, if you've been listening, you've heard us blatantly disagree with. And just recently, one of them was Mortal Kombat. And uh, if you guys want to hear it, we'll be happy to have our first ever Kings of Kill Presents cockfight all for you i think it'll be a doozy i think it's gonna be loud and no points will be made (laughs) (laughs) but it'll be very funny and i'm very curious on why you hated this movie oh oh you'll find out and i think you're gonna find out next week oh shit (laughs) i did not see that coming Next week, I'm going to whip your candy ass. <laughs> We're going to have our first ever cockfight on the very next episode of the Kings of Kill podcast. It's official now. All right. It's official. Um, All right. But don't forget, tomorrow at 6 p.m. Pacific, we're going live on Twitch. Kings of Kill podcast. We're covering... Resident Evil 8 on its premiere. It's coming out tomorrow. We're streaming it live for you for free on Twitch. Kings underscore of underscore kill. We're going live, man. I'm excited. I'm very excited because you're going to be next to me and I'm going to get scared and I don't know what's going to happen. I'll hold you. Actually, it's Resident Evil. You don't get scared from that shit unless it's Resident Evil 2. Oh, you're going to get... You're going to... We're going to jump. Are you kidding me? We're going to get the goosebumps. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Is Carl right. Stein going to walk through the door? No. I hope so. All right. That would uh, be fucking cool. All right. With that, you guys, thank you all so much. Uh, thanks for sticking with us. Happy Mother's Day to all the killer mothers around the world. Uh, make sure to head on over to kingsofkill.com. You can find all of our links to our social media, our online store. If you like the movies we're talking about, you can watch them from the same website. That's all available at kingsofkill.com. Again, thank you so much. Stay tuned tomorrow. We're going live on Twitch. I'm Zach. I'm Steven. And this is the Kings of Kill podcast. <laughs>